Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I am back. This is Ryan. Sorry I've been away for a while. I was really thinking hard about the future of the show and the direction I want it to go in, and there are a number of big changes happening. First off, this is no longer going to be a strictly album show. I'm going to do a bunch of other things. This episode kind of demonstrates that the one that we we did today. Even though it's about albums, it's not one album per episode. So I wanted to do more episodes around artists, favorite albums of a decade, and even specific genres of music. I also want to get you all more involved. One idea I had was you suggest a style of music for myself and my new co-host to focus on, and we'll give everyone our thoughts. And that brings me to another big change. It's no longer just me and a guest. I have a permanent co-host now, my buddy Oscar, who has been on the show a number of times. He'll be helping me out with ideas, doing some of the talking, etc. So really excited about that. This episode today, though, is part one of a three-part episode on 70s albums. Myself, Oscar, and our friend Ryan, who has also been on the show a lot, we are listing off our 100 favorite albums from the 70s, starting off at number 100 and working backwards. So the 70s was a great decade for music, lots of changes. It was the decade that got me really into vinyl collecting. I remember picking up my first records, and they were all from the 70s, just feeling really... I don't know, accomplished. It was like this, the beginning of, uh, of a lifelong hobby collecting records. And so a lot of these bands that we're talking about, a lot of these albums that we're talking about today were some of my first records that I ever bought, which is really cool. But in the decade, we saw the emergence of some of the biggest artists in music history, acts like Led Zeppelin, Queen, uh, David Bowie, Pink Floyd, Fleetwood Mac, Elton John. Oh man, Bob Marley, Patti Smith, Black Sabbath, Alice Cooper, etc., etc. But also, we saw some major shifts in the musical landscape with the emergence of genres like punk rock and post-punk and later goth and uh, and heavy metal. So, really, really important decade for the future of music. So here it is, part one of our 100 favorite albums of the 70s. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. And this is going to be a different episode for those who have been listening for the past two and a half years, which it's been two and a half years since (laughs) I started this thing, which I can't really believe that time's gone by that quickly. But two and a half years, and I thought, you know, why not do something different? And uh, for those of you who've been following the Instagram page for a while, I did 100 favorite 80s albums a couple years ago, I think. And I really enjoyed putting that list together. And so I thought, why not do the 70s? Um, actually, no, take that back. I didn't think of that. You guys thought of that because I did a poll. And uh, <laughs> 70s and 90s were like neck and neck. And 70s beat out the 90s, which is pretty cool. And I was kind of surprised by that because I thought 90s was going to win. But it's where so much nostalgia lies for right. our group. Yeah. But... I'm glad 70s won because 70s has a lot of firsts in music and some of the, just the giants of music come from the 70s. I mean, you have this one decade saw the rise of Bowie, you know, the the, the punk the, rock movement, the punk then. rock movement. Led Zeppelin blew up to be the biggest band in the world. 
Pink Floyd's greatest albums, you know, came out in this decade. You had Black Sabbath. You had some amazing hard rock like Deep Purple and, you know, all the those foundations for goth, even the foundations yeah. for goth, uh, some great country folk rock groups, Grateful Dead, Neil Young, you know, I mean, so this was a really rich decade for for especially rock music. But I mean, yeah, and then you had soul and funk, too, and some pretty good jazz in this decade. Like, you know, Miles Davis released some really great jazz albums this decade. And so, I mean, it's it's a pretty packed decade full of incredible music. So, yeah. What did you guys think of putting this list together? How did it go for <laughs> for you guys? <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna lie. I I had some struggle going through it because I I realized as I kept trying to look, look up artists or or albums, I'd end up finding like, oh, that came out in '69 or '68 or in '80, 80, '81. Like, god damn it! <laughs> it was just yeah. it was always just barely missed the '70s. I'm I'm pretty sure mine's all good in that aspect too, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, there are some things I had to check, like 6970 issues primarily. Yeah. But that was a concern. Yeah. I mean, what what are your guys' thoughts on this decade of music? Like, what did anything surprise you? Did anything as you were going through these albums, did anything really stand out in terms of the just the impact of this decade on music? Yeah. Honestly, there's a couple albums I didn't realize came out in the 70s. Like there's a couple I thought were like, you know, eight, it was, I thought they were like 80, 85, something like that. And when I found out they got released like in middle seventies, like, geez, just to kind of show us how far ahead of their time those artists were and how much they like influence. And then, you know, most of these artists were like lesser known artists and it just kind of shows how they influenced a lot of stuff that came out, especially in the eighties, you know, like post-punk and goth and all that stuff, even into electronic stuff too. It's just, it's wild. I just got to kick out of my list because like I'm such a late sixties, early seventies rock guy. And like, there's just like jabs of like new wave and punk, like throughout this <laughs> list of like old school stuff. <laughs> nice. Well, that was the, that's the weird thing about the seventies was you, you had this old school rock uh, for yeah. like the first half of the seventies. And then you started to see the punk new wave goth start to take over. So there's this, weird sort of like sort of moment where you start to see it change you start yeah. to see a lot of changes about the mid mid i'd say 76 77 you start to see a lot of things change from like that prog rock scene and that a lot of that folk rock stuff and it started to become a lot more stripped down and and a lot more um you know about the attitude and you know not so much about the the ability of of the musicianship sometimes so but no that, yeah yeah it's it's crazy to see the bands the albums that came out at the beginning of the 70s compared to what came out like in 79 yeah like oh man it's it's completely different and it was only 10 years i mean think about what came out 10 years ago from today uh and what what 2013 jeez <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> not to bring the, not to bring the mood down <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean to think like the beatles released let it be right in 1970 and the cure 
released their first album <laughs> at the end of the same decade or you know all the punk bands were coming yeah. out only a few like seven seven or six or seven years later uh it's kind of a weird thing to think about because you just you just think of the beatles being such a long time ago like they were so long ago you know so detached from all that punk and everything but then they're just around the corner from the beatles the punk yeah. movement the goth movement so it was it was pretty interesting to to make the list and be like okay cool santana crosby stills nash and young and then um television and gang of four <laughs> and you know Susie and the banshees i'm like wow this is a weird collection of artists in one decade but it, it was a good time for music man it really was uh the 70s kind of had a lot of it was it was a time when people were just kind of experimenting and just going wherever they can and seeing where it would take them yeah and then the 80s are kind of the result of what what they found right a lot of right. a lot of cocaine <laughs> a lot of cocaine yes that was great but there's a lot of you you can see though the the I think there's a lot of there was a lot of pushback to the rock scene from a lot of bands in the 70s, like the direction of uh, prog rock and stuff like that. There were a lot of bands who were just not cool with the way rock music was going. So they kind of rebelled. You can see that well, in this to, decade. Like, conceited and elitist and not fun anymore. Yeah. And then the whole new generation eventually became elitist. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So then they had another movement. But yeah. But isn't that always the case, though? You know, there's the yeah. establishment and then the new generation comes up to disrupt the establishment and then they become the establishment. And then the new generation comes up and says, hey, we don't like that. We're going to do our own thing. And it just keeps happening as it should. You know, yeah. music going yeah. forward from this year should definitely change what's going on now. Now, you know. Definitely. Well, always something to be excited about. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's 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 do it this way. Let's break it down by tens. So we'll pick a person. That person does their their first 10 or I mean their bottom 10, which is 100 to 91. And you can just name the album and then maybe a few things about it and then move on to the next one. And then the other two will sit patiently and listen. And then when it's done then we comment on it and go to the next person cool yeah all right all right and oscar let's have you go first <laughs> i was gonna say let's start alphabetically but then i realize i'm still first yeah you're still first <laughs> <laughs> okay um at 100 i have zeppelin uh, physical graffiti um i love this album a lot uh i i got this is like one of the more like I got into Zeppelin for a little bit, and this is like one of the later albums I got from to them from, and it's just really cool. It's really groovy. It's super like that like the the, the two album thing. Uh, some songs that I really like off of it are "In My Time of Dying" and "Cashmere" and "Ronnie Are," but my favorite Zeppelin song is on this album, which is Ten Years Gone," mm -hmm. and I love the song. It's a great album, and the cover art was really cool for me at the time. Um, number ninety nine was Willie Dixon. This album called Peace. Uh, just a Chicago blues guy uh, played. He was this massive dude and played an upright bass, but he has like this super deep voice too. Um, the song called blues. You can't lose is on this album. And I, it's intense. I recommend that song to anyone. It's super good. Uh, number 98 is them changes by buddy miles. I picked up this record when we started working at the record store, when we worked at just cause the cover was cool. It's just a dude on a drum kit. 
And uh, it's just cool. It's a bluesy kind of soul album, most like really bluesy hard rock soul album. Uh, Them Changes is a great song on there. It's a title track. And uh, the song called Memphis Train is really good too. Number 97 for me is Masters of Reality, Black Sabbath. Uh, I don't think I really need to explain to you guys why that's a good album. Uh, my favorite songs on that album are After Forever and uh, Children of the Grave. And then, of course, Sweet Leaf. Um, the album's great itself, but those two are, those three are my favorite. Um, 96, it's this band called Malo, um, a Spanish band, or kind of their uh, Santana, Carlos Santana's little brother plays guitar for them. So that's kind of like one of their little note, little things. But um, they're a really cool band. Uh, they have a song called Suavecito on there. Suavecito. That's awesome. That's like a really cool, like just jam song you play. And it's just, it's like a good summer jam song. It's really mellow. Uh, speaking of that, my next album, number 95, is Abraxas by Santana. Uh, of course, Oyokuma Va is a fantastic song, but the album itself is really cool. Uh, 94, it's kind of a random one. I found this through like a Spotify playlist. Uh, the album is called Pai Biru. It's Portuguese. Uh, the artists are it's two group. It's a it's a duo. They're called Lula Cortez and Zé Ramalho. They're like a Brazilian, like psych folk jazz album. Uh, it came out in seventy five, and um, I was it had like you know like how Spotify has those like pre made playlists for you. Yeah. Uh, one of those songs came up on that, and I was like, "This is really cool." So I just kind of like saved it and then from there i just dug more deeper into that album and it's just it's really cool so spotify you know thanks for looking out uh number 93 john prine by john prine uh it's it's, uh, self-titled uh favorite songs on there is your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore i i you know i think that song's still relevant today that's a great great thing and then angel from montgomery is my my favorite song on that album uh, number 92, Simon and Garfunkel, Bridge Over T- Troubled Water. Uh, just Simon and Garfunkel's fun. They're a great folk band. They're really cool. And then 91, uh, Miles Davis, Bitches Brew. Mm-hmm. And again, another one I don't really need to explain, I don't think. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, solid, really solid start. I I know yours aren't so much in order because you, you said <laughs> I, I made that... I c- I kind of put them all together like, right. like, all right, this is the next one I could think of. What's next? Okay, this one. Okay, this one. Right. Yeah, so. so I'm not, I'm not going to criticize you too much, but I think We're putting that, Sabbath early on. Yeah, yeah Sabbath <laughs> and Zeppelin. I mean, those are two of my favorite they're, albums. So. <laughs> <laughs> they're great. I, I love them too, but I, I, know. I, I you'll, I'll save the rest for later. <laughs> right. I thought it was cool. I was glad to hear Dumb Changes by Buddy Miles on there. Nice. I've still never actually listened to that whole album, but I love the version of that song on Band of Gypsies, which I cannot put on this <laughs> list because it's a live album. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I know you killed me with that, but uh, it's a. I recommend it. It's a. It's an awesome album. The whole album's great, of course, but Them Changes is just a super groovy song. Like it's it's the it's the opening t- track for that album, and it just it kicks off the album right. It's great. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and I liked I liked how you had San who is it Santana's little brother his band on there. Yeah, Malo M A. Yeah, that's cool. I've never I've never listened to that before, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Yeah, they're fun. Um, the album itself is really cool, but Suavecito is kind of like a a standout. It's played a lot, um, like Latin families, I guess. Or at least my mm-hmm. family did. <laughs> and of course, Abraxas is a classic. Yeah. That tool that will appear on my list probably as well. Nice. 
but uh, no, not probably. It will be. So stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. I was I was bummed because my favorite Santana album is their, their their debut album, but that came out in '69. Yep. Yeah. Just yeah. missed. Just missed it. Who is uh, who's the John Prine guy? I'm John John Prine. Artist. Yeah. Oh yeah, John Prine. John Prine's like kind of like country folk. Um, okay. He passed away a couple years ago, right? Yeah, not too long yeah. ago. He was really cool. Um, kind of like kind of like folkish outlaw country kind of vibe. Um, not okay. necessarily to the extent of Johnny Cash and all those guys, but he was cool. Um, he was definitely like your country guy that wasn't that uber ultra conservative dude. He was just kind of like, look, we're you know we're a country. We should take care of each other and help each other and. Like along the same lines of how Johnny Cash is like, you know, if you're going to be a good Christian, you're going to help everyone kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and I think that was a great, great thing to have to, to great way to look at things. Uh, yeah. Like your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. That song is kind of like about, you know, people who like push their like super like intense ideals and say, I'm better than you because of this. And that's it. And not like and still treating people like shit. It's like, no, you're, you're a <laughs> jerk. Like, just be a good person. You're asking too much of people. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, good, good start, solid start. Um, uh, Angel from Montgomery is also a good, a good song. That's like my favorite song on on that album okay. from him. Uh, if you're gonna start anywhere, start with that song. Okay. I, I cool. would say. I will check that out. Yeah. All right, Ryan, you want to go next? Sure. All right. So at a hundred, I have Neil Young, Zuma, which. Solid. It's just a cool record. You don't hear people talk about that much. It has the song Cortez the Killer, which if you oh, like fuzzy yeah. guitar jams, it's amazing. Um, 99, I have Chicago, Chicago 5. It's um, Chicago's really hit and miss for me, but when they hit, they really hit. And um, that's just got some really good rocking performances. Not too much really lame Peter Cetera stuff on it. Um, all right. Uh, 98, then Lizzie, Johnny the Fox um it's just got some of their better singles on it in my opinion just like good solid rock songs along the same vein i guess would be 97 ted nugent cat scratch fever i don't really like having ted nugent on this list too much because he's (laughs) an odd fellow but i mean his 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 rockers in the 70s kicked a lot of ass oh yeah yeah yeah, i'll agree a lot of ass um 96 i've got george thorgood and the destroyer self-titled album just because he he's got the old blues songs and then just like electrifies them so well i mean it's it's a lot of stealing vibes i feel like but i mean like his his version of one bourbon one scotch one beer is just so cool the way he combined it with um what's the other one house rent blues or whatever anyway it's a good cool album uh 95 heart little queen just i mean fucking barracuda (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like just so cool um 94 i chose brian eno music for airports which i mean i mean i mean you could say it's boring maybe but man just as far as just like calm soothing sound it's just such a great album to put on and it wasn't really there wasn't much like that at the time if anything 93 larry coriel spaces he's um he's a jazz guitarist he gets a little psyche here and there he's obviously into Jimi hendrix which doesn't show as much on this record but i mean it's a good jazz guitar album for rock guys 
92, I've got MC5 back in the USA. Nice. Because nice. uh, I really like the song Human Being Lawnmower. That's on that album. Uh, 91, I got Derek and the Dominoes, Layla, and other assorted love songs. Because, I mean, got Clapton and Allman. That kicks ass. Layla, of course. The song um, Why Does Love Got to Be So Sad, I think is one of the most underrated guitar rock songs of the early 70s and that's that for me nice nice i'm some thin some great great rock bands thin lizzy and who was that a jazz artist you were talking about larry Coriel. yeah i'm gonna have to write that one down man yeah i've never (laughs) i've never heard of him either so right on no that's that's cool yeah thin lizzy and um george thorogood which i kind of totally forgot about um but solid really cool good list i approve i i enjoyed all that thanks <laughs> and heart yeah shout out to heart like i mean I honestly i for, i i feel bad but i forgot about heart they're amazing the oh god their voices are like so awesome yeah I, I i was so in a rush to find artists i forgot to think about heart so i feel bad <laughs> but good yeah good good on you for heart Thanks. yeah heart is um heart should get a lot more attention for sure but yeah. you, are they were they inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame already or no. they were right no were they not so. no they didn't really push a lot of boundaries they were just really good yeah, yeah they were great they were fun great voice you know fun rock and fun guitars they're they were dope but the rock the rock and roll hall of fame is yeah. i mean we we know we know yeah. a bunch of crap like yeah. I mean, the, the fact that they did not put the new york dolls in when they were up for a vote <laughs> right there immediately i'm just like no you guys don't know what rock and roll is then well what's really weird too is judas priest didn't really technically get in they're still like in this weird category like if you go to the rock hall page priest is listed differently from the other not like the other inductees they're not labeled as an artist it's like they got a they got a uh, an award for musical excellence or something they didn't even it was almost like the kid who gets the trophy when when uh they really don't deserve it or whatever like you know it's like a feel-good award wow. like it, the uh, what is it uh like the honorary degree from a college for like yeah yeah it's just really lame because it's like come on like judas priest has sold millions of records they're one of the most important heavy metal bands of all time i mean they took metal from sabbath and the blues and brought it fully into metal metal and it's just really lame that the rock hall is like oh no we're not gonna let you be an actual inductee you're 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 getting an award for musical excellence it's like come on yeah rock and roll hall of fame is kind of like this bloated institution anyways right i mean the foo fighters are inductees you know they're in but the stooges are right but i mean like but foo fighter i just feel like if you're gonna put foo fighters in as an inductee why are you putting why aren't you putting judas priest in as an inductee like why yeah that doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense dave Grohl is an amazing rock and roll embodiment human being but the foo fighters aren't important in my opinion <laughs> they're not like they're i agree they're not they're not at all like they're a they're good rock but they're <laughs> yeah exactly. everything's just super basic <laughs> safe there's no pushing the boundaries at all i i um, would say yeah that's they're definitely uh, like a, a safe 
band as far as like how rock bands can as far as rock bands how or as far as how safe rock bands can be sure but i mean they're fun they're still a good rock they're band. fun yeah, yeah they're fun absolutely. but i i mean it's just weird that they get in above it's all politics because i think yeah. dave is on the committee <laughs> or whatever but it's just whatever like although it's weird because i think tom morello is also on the committee and rage keeps getting shafted but that's weird it's kind of weird but yeah all right, what are you... Uh, you Anyways, we're talking Richard. about Foo Fighters in, in the 70s. I don't think Dave Grohl was born in the 70s, right? Or something. But What what are your top 90? Okay. Top 91 through 100. All right, my, my 100 through 91 here. Here we go. Uh, number 100, I've got Young, Loud, and Snotty by the Dead Boys. And this is just... I don't know. They're one of those punk bands that doesn't get talked about the same way as the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and the Clash, but they came out at the same time. And in many ways, they had a lot more attitude than those bands did. They were they were kind of an embodiment of the Stooges and uh, had that same kind of grit and Midwest kind of attitude, that garage rock mixed with punk kind of attitude. So they're a really cool band. They didn't really release too many records, but I think this is a really solid punk album. And I just love the, I mean, the title of the album is really fitting young loud and snotty that's what the album sounds like so <laughs> you know songs like sonic reducer and caught with the meat in your mouth are just really solid punk albums so yeah nice. number 99 is i struggled with this band like putting them on here it's uh aqualung by jethro toll um i'm not the biggest jethro toll fan it's <laughs> like they're they're good but um i don't know i never got them completely like my dad was a big fan and so he had a lot of their cds and i remember listening to them and thinking this is kind of cool but then ian anderson would just do some wacky crazy shit and i'm like what is he doing like with the flute and everything and it was just really weird and the I don't know, very talented guys and and i mean i've never seen anyone play the flute quite like that before but um i don't know sometimes it's just kind of weird but this album really does kick ass i mean it's a cool blend of weird medieval folk music then some really dirty heavy riffs come in and it's got it's this really cool combo and i'm a sucker for medieval music so <laughs> when i hear a band putting that into their their music and then combining it with like rock and electric guitar and everything it sounds um, it sounds really cool so i'm usually on board i mean uh, mother goose is a really beautiful song and I love the tracks like the title track, Hymn 43, My God, and Locomotive Breath. Really, really cool, cool album. So I just didn't know quite where to put it. So it's a little bit lower on the list. But uh, number 98 is Heaven Tonight by Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick is just so much fun. Every time I put one of their albums on, I'm like, this rocks. Every song is a banger and just makes you want to have fun. And uh I mean, Surrender is on here, and that's enough. I mean, that song, I can hear that song over and over again, and it doesn't really get tired for me. I'm never bored of it, even though I've heard it probably more times than I can count on the radio. And then when Guitar Hero was really popular, everyone was <laughs> playing that one for some reason. But it's a lot of great songs on here, like High Roller, On the Radio, Stiff Competition, On Top of the World. It's a really fun hook hooky album with lots of memorable choruses and and uh yeah it's just a really really good rock album and Solid. number 97 is toys in the attic by aerosmith 
So this is just classic hard rock, you know, goodness. Aerosmith's masterpiece for me. This is my favorite album from them. I'm not like a huge fan of Aerosmith, but this is the one that I go back to. The I'm kind of su- I'm kind of surprised this this is like your I'm ta- I'm guessing this is the one Aerosmith album on your list. Mhm. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that really? it's just this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I, I do like Rocks. It is it's a pretty good album. I do like okay. that one too. But I I find this one to be the 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 go-to one for me. I keep going back to this one out of all of them. Because every song except for maybe Big 10-inch record is really good. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really listen to Walk This Way too much because I'm kind of burnt out of that one after hearing it. Not yeah, only fair. their version, but then the Run DMC version a million times. So it's <laughs> uh, it's a little bit overkill, but Sweet Emotion is such a good song. I do not ever get oh, sick that, of that one. That yeah. intro is amazing. Oh, I love that yeah. intro. And then, but you have the title track, which is great. You have Uncle Salty, Adam's Apple, No More, No More. And You See Me Crying is such a beautiful song. So yeah, this is, this is a great album. Uh, there's no way for me to deny it. I'm not like, like I said, not the biggest Aerosmith fan, but yeah, this album kicks ass. So, and Aerosmith is weird because they have this period where it's like they have really good albums in the 70s and then they go through this weird slump and then they come out in the 80s, like late 80s with this comeback. And it's a weird comeback where yeah. it's, um, I'm not really a big fan of that comeback stuff. I think it's okay. Yeah. I, ha- I like to say that in like the 80s, 90s, Aerosmith basically became a country band. Because their songs are like so, they have a country vibe to them completely. Like you take away like the like the fuzz and distortion and just put it like acoustic guitars or like just you know no distortion, clean guitars on it. It just sounds like a country song. You got a point. Like their main hits, they all sound country to me. Fair. Crying, yeah. Janie has a gun. <laughs> um, fucking the song from Armageddon. What was yeah. it? That song. That's the one of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yes, that one. But <laughs> go back to the seventies. Yeah, yeah. So, Toys in the Attic, number ninety-seven, and number ninety-six. I have a jazz one. It's Ethiopian Nights by Donald Byrd, and mm. this to me is a really good funk jazz album or jazz funk, whatever the order goes. Um, I, I don't know, Donald Byrd is a fantastic trumpet player. He's up there with Miles Davis for me, but he doesn't get nearly enough credit. And every there's only like three songs on here, but they're all pretty much incredible, except for, I don't know, there's maybe one that's maybe the middle one. I can't remember. But The Emperor is a great, great, like 17 minute long jazz epic. And nice. uh, as it I, should be. Yeah, he's just one of the greats of of jazz funk. And he was doing his thing for a while before this album. So he had put out a lot of content before this album, but. I think this is the one that really put him on the map for a lot of people. And it's a solid jazz album. So hmm. Donald bird, Ethiopian nights at number 96, number 95 is climbing by mountain. And mm. my God, I love this album. I mean, just for Mississippi queen alone. I mean, that song kicks ass and uh, Leslie West was such a great vocalist. I mean, he had such a powerful voice that sounded great with a hard rock band and, yeah, Mountain Mountain doesn't get enough credit either. They are they're known for this song, but really pretty much all the songs on this album that he was a part of or that he was the lead vocalist on are amazing. Like Never in My Life, Silver Paper, and uh Sitting on a Rainbow, just really solid hard rock al- uh, album. So Mountain Agreed. 
Climbing, number 95. Number 94 is Bridge of Sighs by Robin Trower. And this is an album that I wouldn't have really paid attention to if it wasn't for my dad who had this in his collection. And I, he said, you should listen to this. And I listened to it and I was like, whoa, like I'm getting Jimi Hendrix vibes from this. And it was really, really cool, like bluesy, psychedelic, like all kinds of things. The guitar playing was great. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. It was one of those albums that I would not have paid any attention to if it wasn't for an, another person saying you should check this out. It's kind of shocking. Yeah. Sorry. It's kind of shocking just how not talked about he is among the I know, right? Yeah. Especially. I don't get it. Like, it's it's a fantastic record. Uh, Day of the Eagle, the title track, The Fool in Me, Two Rolling Stone, Lady Love. I mean, these are great, great 70s rock songs. And yeah, he does not get enough credit uh, for, you know, the guitar playing or for any of it. So. Number 93 is Deguello. It's how you pronounce it, right? Deguello by ZZ Top or is it Deguello? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I know what you're talking you. about. But Deguello, we'll call it Deguello by ZZ Top. And uh, this is my favorite ZZ Top album. I really dig the the kind of not only the bluesy stuff, but a little bit of the just the I mean, the boogie rock stuff is okay, but I don't know. This this album was kind of a little bit before they got full boogie rock, like in the 80s, <laughs> when they cheesed it up a little bit more. Um, from fuzzy yet. Yeah, not too not too much, but I love Cheap Sunglasses and I'm Bad, I'm Nationwide. And one of my favorite songs is actually one of the weirdest songs, which is Manic Mechanic. I, I love that song. It, it is just pure ZZ Top, this weird song about this mechanic who's like got this rough voice and you hear like cars revving up in the background and stuff and it's just pure i mean only zz top could could pull that one off i feel like but i mean they they were a cool band they're one of those bands that i don't know there's there's certain bands that have a badass attitude to them or look or feel to them and zz top was always one of those bands for me they just kind of had that image that was pure rock and uh it was just a, a cool band, very cool band. So this was uh, this was one that I always listened to because my dad had it as well. A lot of these albums that I'm talking about, my dad had in his collection. So that's how I first heard them. But yeah, cool, cool album. Number 92 is Foxtrot by Genesis. Um, I'm not like, I mean, Genesis is not my favorite of the prog rock bands, but I, I do like this album a lot. I like it with uh, Peter Gabriel at the helm a lot more than Phil Collins at the helm, but uh, Phil's great too. There's, I'm not, you know, going to shit on Phil cause he's, he's got his place, but, <laughs> but this stuff was like really weird and artsy and Peter Gabriel would come out dressed up in weird outfits and everything. And, and uh, this song is up on the list for the, for, or this album is up on the list for watcher of the skies pretty much alone. Cause that song is one of my favorite songs of the seventies. And, even the version Steve Hackett does uh, live is fantastic. So um, watch the skies, get them out by Friday and supper's ready are really cool songs. Supper's ready is like 20 some minutes long, but it's uh it's an adventure for sure. So yeah, 92 is Genesis Foxtrot. And then nine, number 91 is a, is an album that we were just talking about that kind of 
ushered in the new era, and that's Entertainment by Gang of Four. So this is their debut album, and this is one that took me a lot of listens to fully appreciate. And it wasn't one of those one of those love at first listen type of albums, but you know, along with bands like Television, Joy Division, they kind of helped usher in that post punk scene, and it was really cool because it was you know groovy and funky and they had a lot of other stuff going on in this album it wasn't just post-punk it was like they had a little reggae they had a little funk they had some jazz and it was a cool album uh songs like ether naturals not in it not great men return the gift uh anthrax he's a tourist at home he's a tourist so yeah gang of four entertainment number 91 and that's my first 10 nice i approve of your list yeah thank you why thank you <laughs> i need i need to listen to that entire gang of four album i've heard bits and pieces it's yeah it's, cool. a, it's a cool album they're gonna be at the cruel world festival too and i can't go this year so that is such a bummer i really want to go this year too yeah i think uh a, a lot of good bands are playing that this year too well Susie's gonna be there Susie's i'm really be there. bummed about missing that and then iggy pop's gonna be there and yeah I need. I want to see Iggy Pop soon, eventually. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. All right. Let's uh, go back mine, to Oscar. Uh, Eighty-one through ninety, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so at ninety, I have Richard Hell and the Voidoids, Blade Blank Generation, uh, classics like you know early punk rock, like proto punk almost. You know, kind of in that vein of like television, right? Be, right before the Ramones came out, but like ended up coming out around the same time. Um, there's this the it's the title track's amazing. I love it. It's a fun, just kind of, you know, groovy, early, early punk rock, dystopian, disillusioned with the world song. Uh sp- all right. And uh speaking of Iggy Pop, number 89's Iggy Pop, the idiot, uh mass nice. production's fantastic song. You introduced actually showed me that album. Right. Uh, yeah. I love Iggy, I love the Stooges, but like I've never really gotten into Iggy Pop solo stuff too much. Um, but that that album's great and that song's awesome. It's super like cold and nutty. It's great. Um, at eighty eight, I actually have uh, MC Five back in the USA. Uh, Looking at you is a fantastic song. Particularly, that's the one that's my favorite song. Um, I heard that because the Damned cover it. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. And it's a it's a fun cover. So, uh, but of course, the original I it's always fun. But a uh, great song and great bands, both of them. Uh, number 87 is this band called Sham 69. Uh, came out in uh, albums called To Tell the Truth or Tell Us the Truth. I'm sorry. Uh, and it came out in 78. Uh, kind of like a British punk rock, the early first wave of punk rock. Uh, they have a song called Hey Little Rich Boy. It's just kind of talking shit about, you know, y'all, you're paying for, the, you're here on the bus while we have to pay for it and you're just doing it for the novelty of it and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. talking shit about that. Um, great album, great song, great band. Uh, they're cool. I love them. Uh, number 86, Generation X. Generation X. Uh, the album's called Generation X. Kiss Me Deadly and Your Generation are my favorite songs on that album. Uh, but that's all, the whole thing's cool. Uh, number 85, Ramones, Road to Ruin. Uh, I love all this whole album, all of it. Uh, but my favorite songs on here are just, are, I just want to have something to do. Needles and pins. She's the one, and I want to be sedated. Um, of course, nice. you can you, any Ramones album. You can name at least five or ten. <laughs> so many fucking songs on their albums. <laughs> uh, number eighty-four is this band called Slaughter and the Dogs. 
this album called Do It Dog Style. It came out in 1978. <laughs> um, they're like this kind of trashy punk rock band. Like, like if they came out in 80, they probably would have been like a glam rock, glam metal band. But they're just, you know, good old trashy rock and roll in the same vein as the New York Dolls. Just really fun stuff. Um, my favorite songs on here are called Where Have All the Boot Boys Gone? Uh, we Don't Care and Boston Babies. Again, just fun, trashy rock and roll, you know. Uh, number 83 is the band Popo V. And nice. there's an album album called uh, Let's the Tage, Let's the Nashta. I, my German's terrible. I don't, don't quote me on if that's how it's, how it's, uh, how it's pronounced. But um, I don't really have a specifically favorite song on this album, but just the album as a whole is kind of like a cool thing just to put on. I was actually put it back on, on the radio the other day when it was raining, and it's it's a it's a mellow song to drive in the rain to. It's really fun, or album. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, that album and Papa Uh Number eighty two, Weather Report, Heavy Weather. Uh, hmm. Teen Town's great. It's a good song on that album. But the main reason why I like this album is because Weather Report. This is when Jaco Pastorius was still in the band, and I love Jaco. He was uh, he's an amazing bass player. The dude's awesome, and it's just a great. The album has a great vibe to it. And then number 81 is uh, Tom Waits, Blue Valentine. Uh, of course, Christmas Card from, a, from her in Minneapolis is an amazing song on there. And then a Sweet Little Bullet from a Pretty Blue Gun is good, too. And uh, that's my 81 through 90. Nice. Nice. I'm really glad that Iggy Pops the Idiot made that list because that, <laughs> you know, that's cool. I, I love that album. So, yeah, it's a fantastic album. I dig it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Pope, how do you say it? Popova. I know who they are, but is it Popova? Popova. I've always said Popova. Um, Popova. I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. Uh, I found them through. Well, the Popova is the like the Mayan creation right. story thing. Right. So I remember I was looking that up at the record store, and one of the one of the you remember Bethany, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she saw. I was like, oh, you like Popova? I'm like, what? For those who don't know, Bethany was our manager <laughs> yes and at a uh, records at a record store we used to work at yeah and she was like oh yeah the pop of they're this and she showed me them I'm like oh this is cool like i dig this i didn't know they were a band but cool like right on and that's how i found them so, cool yeah they're pretty legendary from what i know from what i've from what I yeah understand. they're 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 a big name but yeah you know, not they're not like up that. there with what like can and mm-hmm. noi and yeah, those kraut rock groups, right? Yeah, yeah, they are a kraut rock group. Yeah, which I never got <laughs> too into. I'm, I'm still not really able to fully get into the kraut rock scene. Ryan, are you? Are you yeah, I'm no. Yeah, it's it's a hit or miss for me. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's like eh, I don't I just don't care enough for it. But sometimes I don't know. It's just I don't know. If, I don't know what it is because it's not like it's too bizarre. It's bizarre, but it's not because I listen to bizarre music. But there's just, I don't know. It's not very accessible for me. It's bizarre in the wrong way, apparently. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not acceptably cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I feel it. Uh, it's definitely uh, uh, it's definitely not exactly for everyone. Um, but it's it's still. I mean, I I really dig this album. Nice. Ryan, what about you? You want to go with your 90 through 81? Sure. So 90, I have Deep Purple Machine Head. I mean, Smoke on the Water and Highway Star, obviously. Just a cool album. 89, 
for uh, the final appearance of Ted Nugent on this list, it's his first album, because <laughs> I mean, Stranglehold is just so badass. Anyway, 88, I have um, Captain Beyond's self titled album. Um, it's kind of a more of an oddball band. I really like the song Armworth, and then um, Dancing Madly Backwards is a cool song. Just good, lesser known, heavy, kind of earlier metal vibe stuff. 87 is My Jethro Toll Appearance, which is the album Benefit, mostly just because I love the song Teacher. Other than that, it's just kind of a solid standard Jethro Toll sound type of record. Uh, 86, Thin Lizzy Jailbreak, the like essential Thin Lizzy record, cowboy song, and boys are back in town. 85, The Beatles, Let It Be, uh, Get Back, I Dig a Pony. I don't know. It's the freaking Beatles. It's not their best (laughs) album, but it's still the Beatles. Uh, 84, Graham Parsons, Grievous Angel. Um, I really like the songs Brass Buttons and Thousand Dollar Wedding. They're a bit more like pretty. They're not just like country sounding, all this stuff. So like country. Um, Anyway, that's a good album. Speaking of that MC5 cover, 83, The Damned Machine Gun Etiquette. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Um, that's just a cool album. It's it's a, it's a really starting to get a bit more sophisticated, but aren't quite like gothy yet. Um, it's got Smash It Up. I like that song. Uh, 82, Graham Parsons again, GP. That's his more country-ish album. She's a good song. That's, um, 81, The Clash, Give Him Enough Rope. This is my favorite Clash album. I feel like the first album in London Calling are always talked about way more than this one. But uh, like Safe European Home is one I really like. And then um, the um, Working for the Drug Squad ones, good song. Uh, yeah. And I guess that's 81. Nice. Is, uh, is Guns on the Roof on that one? Guns on the Roof. I can't remember. Off I the love top that song. Head. I can't remember if it's on that one or if it's on a later clash album but nice that was solid deep purple another thin lizzie you had the damned which i really appreciate machine gun etiquette's a great album and And uh yeah you're right about guns on the roof okay yeah love that love that song (laughs) i like english civil war drug stabbing time that's just funny to me (laughs) uh yeah Nice, nice nice yeah great great list so far i i think machine gun etiquette you're right about that being the dams uh i mean they hadn't gone full goth yet and uh it was a little bit more they had a little bit more than their first album for sure on that one it, their first album was a lot more stripped down and yeah well, i feel like i feel like it goes from like snotty punk to yeah. art punk to yep. goth yeah i love the i love yeah. the dams goth stuff but um, yeah I mean, their whole career is awesome. yeah yeah definitely all right, here we go for me. Number 90, numbers 90 through 81. Number 90, people are probably going to be like, this is too low, but eh, deal with it. Uh, <laughs> is Who's Next by The Who. Um, <laughs> I, I am glad to hear it's that low. I agree with, with you. I, I'm not the biggest Who fan. They're me either. Great, but, eh. Me either. This album, Rough. though, I really like. There's a lot of great songs on here. Of course, Baba O'Reilly is a classic and won't get fooled again behind blue eye blue eyes but my favorite song is probably the song is over i just find that song to be really beautiful and very melodic and 
I don't know, just really enjoy it. And this is the who when they're not doing their ridiculously long, drawn out concept albums that I really can't stand to sit through, like Quadrophenia and Tommy. (laughs) I'm just not I'm not going to sit through those albums like I like. Yeah, well, I like rock operas and I like double albums, but not when they're filled with that much filler. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I, I, I really like the who. So I feel it. Well, this I, is, I understand it. This is the who, like when they still have some elements of their 60s hard rock, um, you know, their their songs that were shorter and to the point. Um, <laughs> so I, I I think it's a good album, but uh, I've never like, you know, Ryan said, I've never been the biggest who fan myself. So yeah, fair. But number 90. Fair. Uh, number 89 is uh, another very well speaking of long albums this one's ridiculously long but i couldn't help but put it on here which is all things must pass by george harrison i just think that album is gorgeous from start to finish and yeah. uh it uh, it's my favorite of the beatles solo albums like it to me it's just incredible i mean my sweet lord is still a great song and Wawa and uh, Let It Down, um, the title track. These are all just fantastic songs. And it's got this like folk rock feel to it, but then there's pop rock tunes. There's a little psych in here. Yeah. So it's just a really good album. I know it's over an hour long, but it's uh, it's a solid one. There's not much filler on here. So except for the Apple Jam that comes at the end or whatever, <laughs> like there's this weird sort of instrumental thing that comes at the very end. I guess a bunch of famous people kind of worked on it, but that doesn't do much for me, but the rest of the album is really, really good. Uh, Number 88 (laughs) is Kiss, their self-titled debut, which I think it's their most consistent album that they ever did. It's pretty much just really good hard rock, and it's before they became the parody that they are it was kind of when they were still a little bit mysterious and everything and they're like who the hell are these guys um still trying to take it seriously yeah still trying to take it seriously but the songs are a little bit more raw and uh it's got black diamond right black diamonds on there i love i love black diamond uh cold gin One Hundred Thousand years uh Mm. nothing to lose kissing time they have some really good songs on here and uh, I'm, I mean, Kiss is, it's fun to make fun of Kiss. I love to make fun of them, but I also enjoy them. In fact, I'm wearing a Kiss shirt right now. So nice. Um, I just, I don't know. I enjoy the band. I think that they're ridiculous and that's kind of why I like them. But um, I, I don't know. They're just fun for me. So yeah, solid hard rock album, their debut. Number 87, I have GI by The Germs. And uh, this is man like when you have the damned and those other bands then you have the germs it's just kind of like a whole nother world it's like it's like you have the punk rock and then you have the germs which is like helping usher in this hardcore stuff that was going to become a lot more popular i didn't realize that album came out in the like late 70s i thought it was like 81 82 right because it sounds like it's from 81 or 82 because it's so it's ahead of its time for sure because i kind of i kind of struggle with almost feeling like a poser for not liking the germs as much as i know i should but man <laughs> no, no, no. vocals are just so bad they, they're, they're rough they've got, a, they've got a few songs i really like but i can't I, it, listen it to it, it, 
well, I was just going to say that, I mean, the vocals are not great, but um, I think for me, it's just the whole attitude of the germs and the way that they sound and, and in terms of like the, the fast pace and everything for me, like uh, I love lexicon devil and communist eyes. And I don't know, to me, those are just really fun songs that have some commentary lexicon, there. Is lexicon devil the give me, give me this, give me, give me that one. Or is that a different one? No, that's a different one. What's that one's called? Um, God, what is what that? Is that, that on that record even? It is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Okay. It is. I should know um, I, I love the germs, uh, but it took me a long time to get there. The first time I heard the germs was uh, in that the Decline of Western Civilization movie, and they were just, no one was in time. And- oh, it is Lexicon <laughs> Devil. Actually, you're right. It is Lexicon uh, Devil. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, in that doc, that's just, they're all all over the place. And I was like, what the fuck kind of band is this? And then I, then <laughs> yeah. I heard then I heard the album. I'm like, oh, okay, when they're sober, they sound good. Or when Darby's sober, they sound good. Yeah, well, Darby, unfortunately, was... didn't live long enough to. Yeah. No, he, he died the same night John Lennon died. Oh, oh he did? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. The Germs are just a really important band, and I can see why they really did inspire a lot of other groups to. to but their their vocals know. are hard to get by, though. They're, they they can like. be hard, especially the live vocals. The live vocals are really hard <laughs> to get by. Um, they're they're bad. But I mean, I think they were just. It's interesting to see how harsh punk got at this. You know, on this album, it, it went from being yeah. very commercial to being the Germs. And I it's think almost that, like it was so ahead of its time. Black Flag had to like do that and tone it down a little bit. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'd agree to that. Um, their lyrics are great too. If yes. I recommend actually looking the lyrics up, or if you if you if you can't see them, just like he was writing good shit. He just couldn't. Yeah. You know, <laughs> say it very well. <laughs> yeah. So. The complete opposite end here for number 86, <laughs> I have Cosmos Factory by Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like these albums came out in the same decade. Okay. That's mm. that's ridiculous. But um, yeah, my dad, this is one of his favorite bands of all time. So he had plenty of this stuff lying around the house. And I remember hearing a lot of these songs when I was a kid, like up around the bend, and I heard it through the grapevine and run through the jungle. Just a classic album and i mean this was kind of the last great great album that they did because they broke up like a few years after this but um i mean their 60s albums are great but this is my favorite album that they put out in the 70s i don't know if it's my favorite one they did i might like some others more but this is this is really fantastic john john fogarty is a legend so I mean, what can you say about that guy? I feel like with CCR, every time you listen to them, it's like a, you're listening to history. Because <laughs> yeah. they're like at the forefront of all these important political movements in like the 60s and 70s. So, I mean, I just always immediately think of Vietnam for some reason. When I th- when I listen to CCR, I'm like imagining like... <laughs> well, Fortunate, Song, Fortunate Son is like the ultimate Vietnam War song. Right, yeah, it is. It's a great song, but yes. But Run Through the Jungle, too. I mean, just like they're all, I don't know. I just associate them with Vietnam, but they're a great band. So number 85 is my heart album, which is Dreamboat Annie. And Mm. uh, yeah, just this was the first female fronted rock band that I heard. 
uh, Crazy on You was on the radio, and mm. I really liked it. And then then I heard Barracuda, which is on the other album, Ryan, that Ryan mentioned. Um, but I, I realized that Heart was going to be a band I really enjoyed. And I think Anne, Anne's vocals on this album and, and Little Queen are fantastic, powerful, and and, her, and Nancy's really good as well on guitar. So not going to take anything away from her. But yeah, just really, really great album. Magic Man, Crazy on You, Sing Child, White Lightning and Wine. Just really good, good rock songs. Uh, number 84, Long Live Rock and Roll by Rainbow. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Dio. I mean, Dio and Richie Blackmore, that combination is just perfect. And uh, this was the last album that Dio was on. But I mean, if it wasn't for Rainbow, I don't think we'd have stuff like power metal and, you know, a lot of that stuff. Because Rainbow was just so influential in bringing that fantasy element to metal and hard rock. And in a way that was like really apparent, not like little slight little jabs here of Tolkien. But like, seriously, like, I mean, you look at an album like Rising, the cover looks like. A fantasy novel cover yeah. i mean it's just really cool um so yeah long live rock and roll lady of the lake gates of babylon which is an epic epic track so yeah love this album 83 there's a riot going on by sly and the family stone nice really cool gritty funk um sly stone is you know one of the legends of funk and Fun fact, I recently found out that this album was recorded in Sausalito, California, down the street from the houseboat I used to live on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? So, yeah, this was recorded, like, right next door to where I used to live, which is pretty weird. Nice. But, yeah, really, really solid funk album with with um, songs like Love and Hate and Family Affair and uh, Thank You for Talking to Me, Africa. Really, really solid album. So number 82 is a weird album, a wizard, a true star by Todd Rundgren. I was not like (laughs) sure what to make of Todd Rundgren the first time I heard him, but I don't know this, this album has got weird hooks on it that are just like when I, when I listen to it, I hear these hooks that he has in here, these pop hooks and, and everything. And I'm just like, wow, like that, that's something I've never heard before, but it sounds like, I was meant to hear it or something. I don't know. He has this weird way of uh, putting his songs together that really work in a strange avant-garde kind of feel way to it. So he's one of those guys that like he can craft like just a really good, almost like adult contemporary, nice pop song. But then also he's like so artistic and then you hear his full work and it's like, what the hell is going on? Right. Yeah. And this is one of those albums where, it's like some moments you're just kind of like, what's what's he talking about? Like, I mean, I don't know. Some of the some of the times I have no clue what he's talking about. He's kind of like a Frank Zappa in that way at times. Yeah. But um, I think he's a little bit more accessible at times Definitely. Than, than Zappa. But international <laughs> I'm, I'm feel, agree to that. Uh, uh, international feels a great song. Zen Archer, uh, just another onion head um, when the shit hits the fan. So, yeah. And then I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but number 81 is a Brazilian band, um, Mutantes, with, uh, how do you say this? Adivina Comedia Uando Mea Desligado. 
sure. I don't know. <laughs> um, I bought this album purely because of the cover. Nice. It it has this weird, creepy horror like album cover, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be cool. I put it on, and it was like tropy, tropical, like psychedelic uh, music, and I was like, oh, this is really different than what I thought it was gonna be. But I really like this album, so um, I bought this a few years ago, and had never really listened to them before, but it's really catchy. Some really catchy, groovy psychedelic pop rock. And um, it's all in Portuguese, so I don't understand a word of it, but that's okay. Cause it sounds incredible. It's got like this Brazilian tropicalia flair to it. Great. I can't pronounce any of the song titles. So I'm not even going to try, but it's, it's a solid album. So nice. That's my list. Nice. Comments, criticisms, <laughs> criticisms. <laughs> well, on this, so who is too low? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was cool. no, I, I, these, I like so... hearing these random things that I've never heard of before. Yeah, there. yeah, I, I dig it. Um, All right. Okay, back to me. Back to yeah. you. Eighty through seventy-one, correct? Correct. All right. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna. This is where I start having like doubles uh, here and there. Not a lot, but a handful. Um, the first one at 80 is uh, Patty Smith Group, Easter. Nice. Uh, fun, fun album, cool album. Uh, because of Night is my favorite track on this one, probably the most well-known one. Uh, 79, again, Patty Smith Group, Radio Ethiopia. Pissing uh, oh, yeah. in a River is my favorite song on this album. It's another good one. Uh, 78, Brian Eno, Here Come the War Jets, actually. Uh, That's the a cool song, album. Yeah, Needle in the Camel's Eye is the one that stands out for me. Uh, I heard that song on this movie called Velvet Goldmine. Oh, yeah. And that movie has a fucking killer soundtrack, dude. It's amazing. Just all these dope, dope glam bands. And then they made like three original songs for the for the movie, too. Or two, at least two. One of them I'm not sure of. But great movie, great soundtrack, uh, great album. Here come the word jets. Number 77. Uh, too Much Too Soon, the New York Dolls. I, I, I love New York Dolls. We know this. But um, uh, this one's there. Uh, my favorite song in this one is my favorite one of my favorite doll song called "Human Being." Uh, great album all overall, but that's my favorite song. Uh, Seventy six. We have Alice Cooper, "Love to Death." Uh, the song eighteen is dope. Like that was just you know when he when this album came out in seventy one. To me, I feel like that's probably like the most rebellious rock and roll song ever. Like imagine hearing that when you're turning eighteen. Jesus, that would have been insane. Uh, and then 75, again, Alice Cooper, Killers. Uh, Dead Babies is a fantastic song, but that album's dope. Uh, <laughs> 74, I have The Who, Quadrophenia. Just <laughs> 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 shake the, the, the disapproval, Jesus. Um, I love that album. It's, it's a fun album. I like The Who. Uh, but The Real Me is the one that stands out to me on that album. Uh, 73, uh, another song that I got or I've heard on uh, Velvet Goldmine. It's the, uh, the album artist is called Cockney Rebel. Mm, album's yeah. The Psychomoto. And uh, the song that I really love on this album is called Tumbling Down. It's just, it's this amazing, really, really pretty song. You know, it starts off with keyboard, with the piano, and it just turns into this just glam epic. It's it's dope. Um, speaking of glam bands, my next band at 72 is T-Rex, The Slider. Um, Metal Guru, The Slider, Buick McCain, Ballrooms of Mars. Just, it's a fantastic album. T Rex is dope. Um, 
if you don't like T-Rex, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and then uh, 71, uh, Queen, Night at the Opera. Uh, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody, and then You're My Best Friend. Love those two songs. Love the album. Love Queen. That, that, was, a, that's a, that's a, that was a really solid grouping <laughs> of albums. Like, holy shit, you had Night at the Opera, The Slider, uh, Radio Ethiopia. What else did you have in there? Uh, Easter, um, Brian Eno's Here Come the War Jets, Love to Death, Warm. Alice Cooper, Killers. Quality. Yeah, Alice Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I was stuck in, when I was list- listing these, I tried thinking like, oh, glam bands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The slider is one of my favorite albums. So stay tuned on that one for me. (laughs) Dude, you guys had mentioned albums I've like already listened. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I will. (laughs) But yes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Thoughts, Ryan? On Oscar's list? Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah. All right. Let's go. Ryan is Ryan? next. Yeah. It was 80 through 71. Yeah. Yes. Um, 80, I got Blondie Plastic Letters. Nice. Um, it's just, I think Blondie only has three albums in the 70s, and all three are going to be on this list. And that's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a, a good, punky new wave album. Detroit 442 is cool. Love It the Pierce kind of cheesy, but I like it a lot. Um, Heart Dreamboat Annie is number 79. Nice. nice for me. Um, Ryan already talked about that. 78. I've got some Alice Cooper on here. Billion Dollar Babies. That's my nice. favorite Alice Cooper album. That one's dope too. That song. And um, No More Mr. Nice Guys on mm. this, I believe. Yeah. And then 77 is T Rex Tanks. Mm. Um, nice. I really like the song Broken Heart of Blues, which is on this album. And it's just a cool album. Uh, 76, Susie and the Banshees Scream. I don't listen to enough 70s Susie and the Banshees but they needed to be on this list and like Mirage is cool um 75 Deep Purple and Rock um probably my yeah, I mean yeah it's my, my favorite Deep Purple album just really heavy Deep Purple without being too proggy in my opinion nice. uh 74 Aerosmith Get Your Wings same old song and dance is one of my favorite Aerosmith songs um Seasons of Wither is one of my favorite Aerosmith songs. 73, Bad Company, self-titled. It's it's a really basic rock album. It's, <laughs> it's so just... It's it's, it's like, if, if you're going to criticize Nickelback today, I could see why you'd criticize Bad Company <laughs> back then, but it's just such good standard rock and roll. It's good, yeah. But um, it's, cla- it's a classic album for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt funny putting that on here, but I like it. So 72 Motorhead Bomber. Um oh, yeah. nice. song Bomber. It's cool. I don't know. It's just a cool record. And um 71 Grand Funk Railroad Closer to Home. Closer oh, yeah. to Home is just like really epic. It's got other good hard songs on it. Sin's a good man's brother. I think that's what kicks it off. Anyway, just a good nice. 70s rock record. That nice. was a great list too. I mean, uh I Susie and uh Deep Purple and um, I I, yeah. I almost put that Alice Cooper album on here on my list. Oh too. yeah, Billy Dollar uh, Babies. I, yeah, I had to go with with the two way, but I'll, it's a good album too. It's great, but I, I read I love I love Alice Cooper. He's dope. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all the seventies records are sick. Yeah, nice. Well, okay, I at number eighty for me it is the Scream by Susie and the Banshees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, Susie and the Banshees are one of my favorite groups of all time. So they were going to make this list. They don't have that many 70s albums. I think they only have two. But um, this is my favorite of the two. And, you know, it's our introduction to the band. And it's a very raw album. And, you know, it's not uh, they don't have a lot of the the more melodic stuff that you'd hear later on on this album. It's pretty stripped down and bare for Susie and the Banshees, but it still is awesome. I could maybe do without that Helter Skelter cover, though. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but no, Jigsaw Feeling and Carcass are some of my favorite songs. Uh, Switch is a great song. Nicotine Stain is really, really rough, but a really cool song. Like it's 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 like a it's not a nice sounding song, basically, but it, it's a it's a cool song. So, yeah, I mean, they they were still very much in the post punk stuff here and uh, not really in the goth stuff yet, but really cool album. Number 79 is Sad Wings of Destiny by Judas Priest. Hey, I mean, Victim of Changes. Yeah. Ripper. Incredible All classic. Songs. Yeah. And and this is like the Priest album where they start to find their direction a bit more because Rock and Roller was a weird album and I don't really go back to that at all. So uh, <laughs> that was the debut and I don't know, it was a really bizarre record. Even they admit that it was kind of unfocused and this is them with a little bit more focus. There's still some softer songs on here, but they put on put in a lot of heavy metal or what would become heavy metal on this album too. So the Ripper. I mean, Rob Halford is just screaming. He's a banshee on this on this album, on this song. So I feel like the last time I listened to it, I ended up almost feeling like it was just like a really vicious Queen album. Yeah. <laughs> the way they can get so epic. And some of it's like really, I don't know, like classy epic, but then like they tear into you way harder than Queen does. Absolutely. In fact, that's yeah, that's what I thought too when I first well. Not when I first heard it, but when I listened to it again, I was like, man, there is, there's a lot of Queen here. Nice. <laughs> and That's you, amazing. And Rob was definitely inspired by Freddie Mercury and Queen. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, number 78 is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. I, nice. yeah, I love this album. And it's a long album, too. It's over 75 minutes, but it's pretty hard to find a bad song on here. Maybe that weird Jamaican song he put on there was a little <laughs> strange, but... I, I mean, Funeral for a Friend, Love Lies Bleeding is such an epic song, such an epic intro like that. That is one of the best beginnings of an album that I have ever heard. Just that that slow build and then that just everything takes off. It's such a really cool start to an album. Um, Benny and the Jets, Gray Seal, Saturday Nights, All Right for Fighting. Really, really cool songs on this album. My favorite of his albums. He's he did a lot of albums, too, but this is my favorite. Number 77, Abraxas by Santana. Oscar already mentioned that. And, um, you know, Santana is just hella cool. (laughs) He's super cool. And I was walking around in the Mission District not too long ago and uh, and here in San Francisco. And I saw a mural of him on the side of a building. And it just reminded me of not only how cool he is, but how important he is culturally and and everything. He's he's an icon. So, um, yeah. Fantastic album. I love uh, Mother's Daughter. That's one of my favorite songs. 76 is Pink Flag by Wire. And this is another solid art punk, post-punk album. I mean, there were a lot of them 
in 77, 78, 79, but this is one of the standouts for sure. Um, doesn't really sound like the other punk bands at the time. And so, um, yeah, really cool, cool album. Pink Flag, the title track, Mr. Suit, Feeling Called Loved, Called Love, I should say, Champs, really, really good songs. Um, number 75 is Blue by Joni Mitchell. Beautiful album. Joni's got a great voice. And uh, I don't know, just every song is super emotional and pretty and, uh, you know, very um, melancholic. But yeah, just love it. My Old Man is one of my favorites. California, All I Want, really, really good songs. Number 74 is The Modern Lovers by The Modern Lovers. And these guys are kind of a weird group because they put out an album and then just disappeared. Um, and I don't know what the hell happened to them, but they were really ahead of their time. They This album came out in 76, but it was recorded in like 71, I think, in 72. And this stuff is like garage rock, proto-punk that's very on par with Stooges stuff, but also sounds like it fit in with the late 70s post-punk, art-punk stuff, but it was recorded way before that. So it's a really bizarre album to come out um i mean it came out in the mid 70s but it was recorded way before that but astral plane and roadrunner and old world are really good songs so modern lovers at number 74 number 73 is one size fits all by frank zappa and the mothers of invention this is just a wacky album (laughs) with great songs and really good uh guitar playing and and i mean zappa does not get enough credit for his guitar work and his uh composition work i mean he was uh i don't know when i hear some of the guitar work on this album just like man like this guy was a lot better than than people think they just kind of i think a lot of people look at him and think he was just some wacko composer dude but i think he's a lot more than that and uh i mean andy is on here inca roads pajama people (laughs) uh i like that song yeah it's a great great album i mean you can't really explain zappa i mean he had a song called evelyn the modified dog which is a very bizarre song but i don't know he's uh i don't get him all the time but i don't think we're supposed to so i'm not gonna lie i've never been able to get into frank zappa nothing of his i i just can't i I can't get into it like i i respect him for being a fantastic musician with the guitar playing he's dope he's cool but i i've just never been able to like i you could put an album or an album by frank zappa i'll be like yeah that's cool but i just don't i don't get it it's Mm -hmm. just he's not for me unfortunately we're not supposed to i can respect to get him yeah i respect him for being you know the great name that he is but (laughs) that's that's where that's where i stand with it i think that's fair yeah all right, number 72 is Songs of Love and Hate by Leonard Cohen. Um, yeah. You know, he's one of the great storytellers in music. Every line he sings is not wasted. And uh, right off the start, we have one of my favorite songs, Avalanche, which is this really dark song, which then moves into another moody, melancholic track and then to another moody, melancholic track. Um, what? A moody, melancholic track from Leonard Cohen? <laughs> but, I never I mean, like, but the amount of influence he's had on artists from you know nick cave and to pj harvey and people like that is uh you know a testament to his importance in music and yeah 
love this this album joan of arc uh dress rehearsal rag love calls you by your name famous blue raincoat really good album speaking of uh, nick cave he covered uh avalanche uh, twice uh the one that's on the album and then he did it again for that show black sales and it's like even moodier just a slow piano and everything it's a pretty cover i love it yeah and number 71 i have inflammable material by stiff little fingers which is a really solid punk band irish punk band very political very ferocious album i mean the the emotions behind a lot of these songs are really incredible because of the the political implications uh, i guess they were writing about the troubles in ireland which were that it was that clash between the northern ireland and ireland ireland and so it's uh it's a really cool album very very catchy and um songs like wasted life are just really good examples of that political cultural um message that they have in the all the songs so yeah really really good album johnny was is probably my favorite song so nice nice all right um trying to think guys if we should pause here or continue going what do you think uh how long have we been talking about an an hour 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 uh an hour and a half Hmm. up to you I can... oh we only have we could only we could do 10 more and then call it a night because i mean we're at 70 right 70 to 61 61 could break down two more segments 30 and 30 yeah maybe we'll probably be i don't know i don't know if we want to talk more about our higher up records probably want to more. yeah you can always save the higher up records for like the last episode too. The last, yeah, 20. the top twenty. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's do let's do ten more and then let's call it a night. Okay. Okay, works for me. So, uh, um, Oscar, you are up next. Okay. Unless you guys want to talk about my list? <laughs> I like your list. I, I had every, I said everything I had to say about it. All right. So. All right. It was a nice list. Thanks. It's beautiful. <laughs> yes, it All was. right. So at 70, going from 70 to 70 to 61, at 70, I have Pink Floyd, Animals. Um, mm-hmm. I love this album. I love the song Dogs on here. It's pretty much the main song on this album, going like at, what is it, 14, 15 minutes long, something like that. And the rest of the songs are kind of short. Um, love this love this uh, song, mainly because there's like this little twist, like this little change up in the middle of it it's going like this kind of weird fast pace and then just stops on a dime and it turns into like typical pink floyd spacey thing <laughs> and just, I, I love it i love that change up it's dope um at number 69 uh i have another pink floyd album dark side of the moon um classic album all the way through um it's not my favorite album by pink floyd just because i have another one that's much higher on the list but um, this is a fantastic album. Everyone, you know, it's a classic, the standard Pink Floyd album. Gee, I what wonder you, what that album is. <laughs> Two guesses as to what, right? Yeah. Um, but of course, uh, Us and Them's a great song. Every song on here is awesome, of course. But my favorite song is Breaking the Sky. Um, yeah. I, I, everything about that song is amazing. And I think, I feel like that embodies Pink Floyd perfectly to me. 
like just everything about that song. Um, all right, 68, I have Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life. Uh, Isn't She Lovely, Sir Duke, classic. You know, you can't go wrong with those, with that album or those songs. Uh, 67, Neil Young, Harvest, uh, you know, the songs Heart of Gold and Old Man. Awesome. Uh, number 66, 66 is uh, Patti Smith with the album Horses. Uh, I love this album. I love that's that's that land song, Land Horses, Land of Thousand Dances, La Merida. Dope. But um, Gloria, the opening track, is intense. And it's that, that first line. That first line, yeah. Jesus died for somebody sins, but not mine. Holy shit. What a, what a fucking line, man. That's so intense. Um, good on Patti Smith for saying it, and uh, I guess, and a great album. So cheers, uh, Patti Smith. Uh, number 65, <laughs> number 65, I have Zeppelin at Zeppelin 4. Um, again, great album the whole way through. It's not my favorite uh, Zeppelin song or Zeppelin, Zeppelin album, but a great album the whole way through. My favorite song on this album is When the Levee Breaks. It's just that heavy groove. Oh, geez, it's dope. It's it's amazing. Yeah, that's it's dope. It's cool. Uh, okay, so moving on from there, I don't have to explain much on Zeppelin. Uh, it's number 64 is bill withers still bill um there's three songs and lean on me's on this album but the songs use me and who is he and what is he to you like those two songs were just super groovy and just awesome like bill withers was amazing that dude was super super great um 63 is the damned uh with damn damn damned um the song new rose is the first song i heard by the damned so I'm kind of that's kind of nostalgic for me at this point. And I I I their gothy stuff's dope, but I personally prefer their like earlier punk rock kind of roots. Um I've always associated them with that over their their gothier stuff. So uh that that album to me is always gonna be my favorite damned record. They're all all of them are great, but that was my favorite. Uh 62's John Legend, John Lennon's Imagine with the song Imagine and the rest of them. And then 61, uh Roxy Music for your pleasure. Uh, the song in every dream home a heartache is just haunting and awesome. And that's yeah, that's that's it. That's my list. Cool. Nice. Um Roxy Music is still a band that <laughs> I can't I have trouble getting into. I don't know <laughs> I, I, I don't get know it, what but... it is about them. Like I've tried many, many, many times, and I really like some of their stuff and I think Brian Ferry's really cool and they've inspired some of my favorite bands of all time but I don't know what what it is I can't really get into an album like I I can't sit down and be like yes I love this album like I tried to I tried to fit them on this list I was like okay I gotta put Roxy Music on here <laughs> help me out Roxy Music give me an album that I can put on this list and I couldn't do it I just couldn't do it so I don't know no, I, I don't blame you They're, they are uh interesting yeah no but no solid 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 list zeppelin uh i think we can all agree that when the levee breaks is kick ass <laughs> yeah drums don't oh, get much cooler than that yeah no yeah that's the embodiment of just hard rock drumming <clears throat> they were yeah. just intense all right ryan all right so it was it was 70 through 69 70, yeah, the, yeah, okay. So, 70 Sex Pistols, never mind the Bullocks. Um, I mean, 
God Save the Queen, Anarchy in the UK, all that nonsense. Just, uh, I knew, what? I knew it, I knew it. He was going to say something. Do you not like the Sex Pistols? <laughs> I don't really care for the Sex Pistols. Uh, I can respect them, but I just, I don't care for them. They're not. They're to me, they're just kind of like, you know, they're there. They exist. That's funny. Uh, I, 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 it's a cool. I mean, like, it's, I won't change the song if they're on or nothing, you know. But I, I, they're not on my list for a reason. But it's a, it is a, it is a classic album, and I'll give it to you on that one. <laughs> would you like some? Uh, of... Would you like some Grey Poupon, Oscar? Would you like, <laughs> what? Would you like some caviar? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Thank you, though. I feel like they were a little bit almost like, like marketed for punk in the U.S., which is kind of funny. But I don't yeah. Know. yeah, no, I, I get that vibe. They were kind of like to me. They were kind of like almost comical, like they're yeah. almost like on purpose you know and the way johnny rotten talks about his own music sometimes and like craps on a lot of other bands weirds me out i don't know anyway i'm gonna move on Uh, (laughs) yeah sorry go for it 69 69 t-rex the slider we've already talked about this and it will be talked about again (laughs) 68 boston self-titled another one of those just like 70s rock classics luckily it's a little bit proggier than bad company (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> um 67 blondie self-titled um songs like x offender just kind of like like a bit edgy for its time 66 elvis costello this year's model just good rocking new wave i like um i don't want to go to chelsea a lot um 65 talking head 77 that's I kind of more recently finally started listening to Talking Heads, and uh, I don't know, that almost cool. 64, Joni Mitchell, Ladies of the Canyon, just a really pretty album. The Priest is a cool song off that album. Uh, 63, Miles Davis, a tribute to Jack Johnson. That's um, nice. his like fusion era with John McLaughlin on guitar, which is one of the reasons I like it a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like two long-ass cool jazz tracks 62 <laughs> santana abraxas is appearing on this again nice. third um, time yeah wow. and then 61 the ramones road to ruin which nice Oscar had. nice solid Solid. i like road to ruin it's like it's got some of that earlier punk sounds but they also have like some almost like happier lighter tunes <laughs> i don't know it's just a good blend it mm. is no that's why i really like that album uh what is it uh she's the ones on there i love that song too yeah yeah no i feel it there it's a it's a slight change in their their original stuff and I, it's a change for the better i also yeah. like the album cover how they decided to make cartoons of themselves yeah it's a cool yeah, i thought that was cover. cool because instead of another picture of them just sitting standing against a wall they're like hey let's actually <laughs> let's actually do something a little different this time you know i never really realized that they a lot of their album covers are just them Standing up against the wall. (laughs) Oh, here's the Ramones again. Standing um, on their walls. (laughs) Yeah. Then they went back to doing that after Road to Ruin. Then it was like, hey, let's actually let's stand in a subway and then let's stand here and let's stand there. But yeah, that's a good album. Yeah. All right. For me, number 70 is Off the Wall by Michael Jackson. Um, this is just really catchy funk, disco-ish stuff. I mean, this is probably the 
I mean, Michael Jackson, of course, was famous with the Jackson five and everything, but this was the album that really started to cement him as the king of pop. And it's just a really catchy album with songs like don't stop till you get enough and rock with you and the title track, get on the floor. I mean, every song is really catchy pretty much. So yeah. Number 69 is the yes album by yes. And this is the first of many yes albums on the list. Um, there are more to come in the future for sure, but this, I don't know. This is just a really beautiful, just warm album. Like I always appreciated how yes can be like very proggy and technical, but also have this just very positive vibe to it. And, uh, maybe that's because of John Anderson. He's such a, almost like a spiritual being who's like always trying to push good vibes out to people. He's a unique individual, but the first time I heard John Anderson's voice, I was just like, I've never heard anything like this before. And I've always appreciated his weird voice. Um, But yeah, yours is no disgrace. Starship trooper perpetual change. I mean, these are classics. I've seen all good people. So yeah, really, really good album. 68 appearing for the second time uh radio ethiopia by patty smith group i mean patty smith is just patty smith patty smith i don't really need to get into it too much but her influence on not only just rock in general but women in rock is immense i mean so many female artists took a lot of inspiration from her and uh you can hear it even today i mean saint vincent for example i think took a lot of influence from her and just, I don't know, Ask the Angels, Pissing in a River, Ain't It Strange, title track, really, really cool album. 67 is Exodus by Bob Marley and the Wailers. This is my favorite Bob Marley album. Um, for the longest time, I really only liked Bob Marley because I knew how iconic he was. He was kind of like just, you know, he was an image. I mean, his mystique, everything. He was just like this larger than life person. I wasn't sure I'd really get into his music that much, but then I heard this album and I was like, man, this is really solid. Every, uh, every song was good and it was really enlightening and, but funky at the same time, there was a lot of poetry here. So it's a beautiful album. I love the, the title track for sure. Waiting in vain, one love people get ready. Three little birds, really solid album. Number 66 was already mentioned, but deep purple and rock by deep purple. Really great album. Fantastic hard rock. Not like Ryan said, not too proggy, but they had some longer songs on here to a degree, but not anything over the top. Speed King is a classic uh, living wreck, hard loving man into the fire, really solid hard rock album. 65 is one of my favorite Ramones albums, which is leave home. Um, Ramones Ramones really couldn't do anything wrong in the seventies. I mean, they just put out one great album after another. And um, yeah, I mean, this has classics on it. Glad to see you go. Gimme, gimme shock treatment. Susie is a headbanger pinhead commando i mean these are just (laughs) incredible songs so uh 64 is damn the torpedoes by tom petty and the heartbreakers i didn't think i was gonna have this on the list or even this high on the list but then i listened to it again and i was like holy shit like these are just fantastic songs like every single one of them uh there wasn't a bad song on this entire record 
And uh, Tom Petty is just, I don't know, there was something about him that, uh, I don't know, just a great, great songwriter. Uh, Refugee, Here Comes My Girl, Century City, Don't Do Me Like That, You Tell Me, great songs. 63 Expensive Shit by Fela Ransom Kuti in Africa 70. Uh, so Fela Kuti is an artist that I got into fairly recently, and he's quickly climbed up the list on one of my favorite artists of all time list, but just probably one of the most important artists I've ever come across in terms of his impact on people. And uh, not many artists on this list can say that they've led a movement of people against an authoritarian government in their country. <laughs> um, so not many people can say they've had a commune and basically had a separate government that they ran. Um, so, I mean, just like a really important figure in music. Um, he helped Nigeria get through a lot of turmoil. and uh, But this is a really funky album with great jazz um, Afrobeat songs on here. There's only two songs, but they're both great. Nice. Uh, 62 is The Clash, their self-titled album. It does get talked about quite a bit, but I like it a lot better than London Calling. Uh, I think it's a lot more consistent than London Calling and a lot more punk. Uh, there's less reggae on it. And um, just uh, I think that there's a lot less filler because it's not as long. So I personally like my punk albums to be under an hour. So um, <laughs> when when you're going over an hour on punk, it's getting a little bit much for me. But uh, White Riot, I'm so bored with the USA. London's burning. What's my name? Janie Jones. Really, really good songs. And number 61 is What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Just a beautiful album. Marvin Gaye's voice is so smooth, beautiful, just fantastic record. Hard to dislike this one. The title track alone is worth the spot on the list. But Mercy, Mercy Me, What's Happening, Brother, and Inner City Blues are just great songs. So, yeah. Okay, solid. It's me. Yeah. All right, so there we go. There's numbers 100 through 61. So if you guys enjoyed that let me know and and put in the comments what your favorite albums are and stay tuned on instagram as i keep updating my own list and uh yeah we'll see you guys next time on the broken record player podcast <laughs>